0: Hi, this is Chris and this is Almy and we know something about astrology I'm a Sagittarius Almy is a Scorpio today is Saturday May 7th and this is for the week of May 7th through May 13th last week Wow Wow I mean I mean what was that I mean all kinds of lunacy shenanigans confusion I mean, welcome to planet Earth, I guess, but man, what a whirlwind. I
1: feel like that's every week, though.
0: Yeah, lately, every week. Yeah. <laughs> every week. I could, I could lead with the same intro. Yeah, you Last week. Wow. <laughs> Friendly reminder that we are in eclipse season, mm-hmm. and we currently find ourselves in between two eclipses. We had a solar eclipse on April 30th, and we will have a lunar eclipse on May 15th. The solar eclipse happened when the moon was in Taurus, and the lunar eclipse will happen while the moon is in Scorpio. Mm. And Taurus and Scorpio, as we know, can be tough, hard-nosed signs. Mm-hmm. They are very much interested in being in control. They are fixed signs, which means they have the flexibility of a 2 by 4 <laughs> And what's well, a fair statement.
1: You're sitting right next <clears throat> to Scorpio as you say this.
0: Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's coming from the heart.
1: We're also very sensitive, though, so...
0: That's right. You are a sensitive water sign. And when they're not feeling well, Mm -hmm. they don't play. Mm -hmm. And right now, we are about halfway through these eclipses, so there's still a lot to come. And we're not only halfway through these eclipses, we're also halfway through a lot of things. I'm personally halfway through my life expectancy, (laughs) but as far as the planets go... We're halfway through Mars in Pisces, so if by chance Mars in Pisces has been making you feel unfocused, fuzzy, burned out, if you feel like your get up and go must have got up and went, then take heart that Mars will be entering Aries on May 24th, Mm. which will give us all a major energy boost. That's 17 days away yet, but it's still something to potentially look forward to. And yes, I just quoted Aerosmith mm-hmm, with yeah. that get up and go line. And that is definitely something we've probably all found ourselves doing while Mars has been in Pisces. Mars in Pisces usually signifies a real uptick in Aerosmith quotes. Really? Yep. Okay. And of course, not to make it sound like Mars in Pisces is all confusion being overly sensitive, and feeling like you're fighting your way out of an underwater cave while wearing sunglasses, if you have Mars in Pisces, there's a good chance you're enjoying this placement. Likewise, if you have Mars in a water sign, Cancer, or Scorpio, maybe Mars in Pisces has helped you push through on things (coughs) and made you feel emboldened. Or if you have Mars in Capricorn or Mars in Taurus, those would also be favorable Mars placements that get along with Mars in Pisces. So, for you, maybe over the next 17 days or so, it's go time and you can get quite a bit accomplished. Another planet that's halfway through its stay in a sign is Uranus. It's about halfway through its stay in Taurus. Uranus entered Taurus in 2018 and it will stay there until July of 2025. Mm. Uranus brings shakeups, new ways of thinking, and big unexpected changes to whatever house it's passing through in your chart. So you can look at your chart, see what house is ruled by Taurus, and see if you've noticed any big changes in that area since 2018. In my case, Taurus rules my fourth house. The fourth house deals with family, mm-hmm. and Almy and I are getting married in a month. So yeah. I think that counts as a big shakeup. Thank you, Uranus in Taurus. And thank you, Elmi, for for being my wife.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, any time, bud. Yeah.
0: So we're a little way through, yeah, we're also halfway through Taurus season. Oh, wow. Yeah, the sun will remain in Taurus until May 20th, when it will have absolutely no choice but to enter the sign of Gemini. Also, coming up this week, Mercury will go retrograde on May 10th. And I made a note. This is now where I have to look at the notes in my notebook.
1: Already feeling that Mercury retrograde.
0: Oh, big time. Because the week before Mercury actually goes retrograde, that's when Mercury slows down. And it stops moving as quickly as it normally does. So even though it's not officially retrograde yet, in those days leading up to the retrograde, it stays in the same degree. Uh, Usually Mercury moves one degree or two degrees a day. But Mercury's been at four degrees Gemini for a while now, and it's going to stay there, I think, all this weekend at four degrees Gemini. So when Mercury doesn't move like that, already communications are getting a little funky. So another thing to keep our eye on is that Jupiter, the planet Jupiter, is almost done with its stay in Pisces. Jupiter will enter Aries on May 10th, and it will stay there until October 28th. At which at which point it will retrograde back into Pisces. But uh, Jupiter will enter Aries on May 10th and remain there until October 28th. The last time Jupiter was in Aries was in the summer of 2010 Mm. for a few months and then also January through May of 2011. So if you look back and think about, wow, the summer of 2010, that was a great time in my life, or man, early 2011, wow, what a great time. Definitely. Yeah, were those good times for you? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember that far back. But for Mm -hmm. those of you who can, if those were good times, then maybe you'll be feeling those good times again when Jupiter enters Aries.
1: Ooh, and that's May 10th.
0: May 10th, yep, that's coming up this week. Great. And also a friendly reminder that Venus, the planet Venus, is in the sign of Aries. And Venus in Aries, you know, usually Venus, well, not usually, it always deals with relationships. And with Venus in Aries, that's not necessarily a great placement for relationships or partnerships. So we might have to work a little extra harder on our relationships and our partnerships. Might have to give our partners a little more uh, leeway and kind of cut them some slack over the next few weeks while Venus is in Aries. While Venus is in Aries, though, it's a great time to work on yourself. It's a good time to focus on self-love. And also to be a little bold in your life, maybe take some chances, Uh, get outside of your comfort zone over the next few weeks. Uh, And then one other thing I want to touch on is that um, as uh, as the United States keeps going through its Pluto return, you know, things are going to continue to be topsy-turvy in our great country. And Pluto went retrograde on April 29th. And as I mentioned before, You know, Pluto retrogrades last a long time. They last for several months at a time, but it's usually around the time that it actually goes retrograde and the day that it goes direct when you can see the most noticeable Pluto retrograde effects. And again, Pluto went retrograde on April 29th. And then the uh, leak that came out of the Supreme Court about uh, abortion rights, that came out about four days later, just a few days after Pluto went retrograde. And you have to remember that Pluto is in Capricorn. And Pluto in Capricorn is gonna fight to the bitter end to try to roll back time. Pluto in Capricorn is not able to see that trying to fix our current problems with old solutions is not going to work. And I do expect things to continue to get a bit worse before they get better i don't mean to be too doomsday about that but but anytime you're talking about anything pluto related you're talking about power struggles absolute control it's hard to bring a lot of lightness to it uh and pluto is so close to entering aquarius it was just about to get in there and then it starts retrograding back into capricorn it's like ah we got to go through some stuff again Um, But once it is in Aquarius, finally, Pluto will be more open to solving things with a modern approach. But until that happens, we do have some real stubbornness to fight through. And Pluto will go into Aquarius for a few months in 2023, but again, only for a few months. And then it's once again going to retrograde back into Capricorn. But uh, in 2024, it'll finally enter Aquarius, where it's going to stay for quite some time. But, you know, when these crazy things keep popping up in the U.S., when it's like, "Uh, haven't we dealt with this before? Didn't we uh, already come to agreement on these things? And now people want to try to, like, come at it again. Just remember that the United States is going through its Pluto return. And this is not a subtle transformation. Um, It is about death and rebirth. You know, the U.S.'s standing in the world is changing. The United States identity is changing. You know, how uh, will we in the U.S. come out when all the dust settles? I have no idea. But I'm hopeful. In the meantime, though, you know, there's going to be continuing challenges for the U.S. And again, while Pluto is in Capricorn, I don't think Pluto in Capricorn is able to see the full scope yet, which is, of course, quite frustrating for all of us. But at the same time, as scary as some of these things are that we're experiencing right now, I don't expect them to last. And again, once Pluto goes into Aquarius in 2024 and stays there for over a decade, I think that finally, um, because Aquarius does care so much about the collective and it does care about helping others, that eventually we will have more supportive systems in place that can help benefit all of us. Uh, For now, though, we kind of have to wait. Ultimately, though, as I've said before, once Pluto goes goes into Aquarius, I always come back to that line and back to the future, where Doc says to Marty, where we're going, we don't need roads. And there will be land battles along the way, but ultimately, I just think the battles will be psychological. The the Aquarian Age and Pluto and Aquarius energy is looking to get away from the fear, the guilt, the violence that is associated with a lot of the Piscean Age. Again, Aquarius says, what's guilt? Why do we need that? What's the point of that? What's fear? Why do we need fear? And as always, I'm not sure how these changes are going to come But they're coming. And uh, again, not quite as quickly as we might like at at the moment, but in the next couple of years, most definitely. Um, But again, the most important thing I would say of this Piscean Age shift into the Aquarian Age is that we're moving away from a focus on lack and we're moving towards possibility. You know, we have enough, we've always had enough, and there will always be enough for everyone, even if it doesn't seem like that at all in May of 2022. (laughs) But again, better days are on the way. But at the same time, in the meantime, we are going through just these major, major shifts, major transformations, and uh, it's affecting all of us a little bit differently, but we're all feeling it, that's for sure. So... Speaking of Pluto, let's talk about Scorpio because Pluto is Scorpio's <clears throat> ruling planet. And sitting next to me is a Scorpio, as we've already mentioned before. Uh, Almy is a Scorpio. She's been a Scorpio her entire life. She was born on October 24th. No one knows what it's like to be a Scorpio more than Almy, with the exception of other Scorpios, perhaps. Mm. And every week I like to ask Almy a question to get her Scorpio take on life. Now, Almy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as a Scorpio.
1: Yeah.
0: What do you think about this latest season of Better Call Saul?
1: <laughs> I'm really enjoying it as a Scorpio and as a fan of Better Call Saul.
0: Cool. So, the hiatus I mean, this is a show, and again, COVID played a part two in some yeah. of the delays, but this is a show that's known for taking its time in between seasons. It's a yeah. very detailed show, likes to get it right, likes to take its time. Um, Did you have any problem with the. Uh, your suspension of disbelief with these big gaps in between seasons
1: yeah it was two years i think um this most recent one i yeah i'm able to suspend my disbelief do you mean in the sense that they're all aging very quickly
0: yeah that's something that comes up from time to time this is technically a prequel but it's shot several well not several i mean over a decade since breaking bad debuted
1: Yeah, and if each season is at least a year apart, with this season being two years apart, where the show itself is supposed to be in a short amount of time, relatively. I get what you mean. But the writing, the cinematography, the directing, the acting is so good that I really don't mind. I think it's a great show. It took me a little while to fully appreciate it and get into it because it is very slow. But I I love it. I think it's just as good as Breaking Bad. Um, maybe even better. I don't know. It's been a while since I've watched Breaking Bad in its in its entirety. But just looking at it, it's funny how these shows now from the 2000s already look so dated. Mm. If you look at an early episode of Breaking Bad, you could almost think it was shot in the 90s. Mm. Just because of the quality of the film and, and the digital um, mediums, that we're now using, is it's such a stark difference. Um, but anyway, yeah, I love Better Call Saul. And this season is great. It's the last season. So there's a lot of questions. The biggest one is what happens to Saul. and Because it is a prequel, but it cuts to Saul after Breaking Bad. We don't usually see too much of him post Breaking Bad. They show it in some black and white scenes. We know that he changed his name to Gene and is working in a Cinnabon, but that's all we know right now about Saul post-Breaking Bad, so this season will definitely have to tell us how he winds up. Um, But yeah, I'm going to stop talking. I have a cold, but I love the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great show. And uh, I always enjoy it. And one quick follow-up trivia question. I know your throat is bothering you. Mars and Pisces is kicking our butt in this household. Uh Emily's got a throat thing. I have a bloodshot eye. Uh Um, But we're getting through it. We're getting through (coughs) it. Um, Yeah,
1: it's just a cold. I'll be fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, Quick question. When did Better Call Saul debut? What year?
1: Oh, man. Let me think about it. Was it, let's see, so now it's on season five. I'm going to say 2015.
0: Ding, ding, ding. That really? is correct. Yay. 2015. Better Call Saul debuted. Nice. And that concludes the Ask a Scorpio <laughs> segment of our show. Almy, as always, thank you for giving us your Scorpio perspective. We appreciate it. Yes. So this weekend, the moon is in Leo, and this is a good weekend to be fabulous if you can. Leo likes to party. Leo likes to be the center of attention. Leo likes to have a good time so if you are able to do that this weekend especially after uh last week which was potentially exhausting for all of us uh this weekend hopefully you can uh kick up your feet or whatever that term is and have some fun happy mother's day on sunday happy mother's day to our mothers Mm -hmm. Uh, happy mother's day to people who don't necessarily have a great association with their mothers as well we're thinking about you too and we're sending you virtual hugs it's definitely an emotional day Uh, regardless of uh, where you're at with with your mother Uh, Elmi and I are lucky that we got great mothers so thanks moms we love you thanks for being our moms Um, Monday uh, might be a little tough way to start off the work week Um, and actually that's kind of the theme all this week Uh, there aren't any major planetary aspects going on planetary aspect is like you know when the Sun forms a conjunction with neptune or something like that all this week all the aspects that are taking place are lunar aspects so it's all about the moon this week and lunar aspects last uh, only a couple hours so even if like the moon is making a hard aspect with saturn or a hard aspect with pluto usually only lasts for a couple of hours maybe two or three hours of t- intense feeling if those aspects are affecting you personally or emotionally that kind of thing they will be fleeting at the same time, there's going to be a lot of these uncomfortable aspects all week. Uh, The moon will be in Leo in the early part of the week. The moon will be in Virgo in the mid part of the week. And the moon will be in Libra towards the end of the week. And Leo moon, Virgo moon, Libra moon, none of these moons are particularly thrilled with the placement of the other planets at the moment, the signs that the other planets are in. And that's why it's going to cause these stressful Aspects. So our collective mood, again, the moon represents not only our individual mood, but our collective mood. So the mood of everyone around you when you go outside and uh, interact with people. It's going to be a little cranky this week. Uh, It might be a little tricky interacting with people. People might be a little, eh. So do your best, as always, to be patient Um, or just get in a fight. I mean, it's a great week to get in a fight, too, (laughs) if I'm being honest. There's a lot of potential for that. Um But again, on Monday at least, the Leo Moon is going to make some unfavorable aspects with Saturn, Neptune, Pluto, and Jupiter. Later on Monday at 4 pm Pacific, the Moon will enter, Virgo. And then Tuesday, May 10th, big day, we have Mercury going retrograde, Mm -hmm. and then we also have Jupiter entering Aries on Tuesday, May 10th. So Mercury retrograde is going to make us want to slow down, reflect, that kind of stuff, whereas Jupiter entering Aries is going to be the total opposite. You could potentially feel this burst of energy because Jupiter is that planet that wants to grow. It wants to expand. It wants to have fun. Mm -hmm. It only sees the positive side of life, You know, it's the Golden Retriever of the Zodiac. Um, But also Mercury Retrograde is happening that very same day. So there's going to be kind of some herky-jerky energy. Um, You are going to want to potentially uh, expand things, start things, and and all that, and have that big drive to do that. But at the same time, just keep in mind you're going to want to check the details because Mercury Retrograde is going to uh, potentially play some tricks there. I'm looking at Wednesday, May 11th just to throw out any day this week that might be the best day to get things done or the best day to have clear communications with people it's looking like wednesday may 11th would be that day while the moon is still in virgo and again when the moon's in virgo virgo just wants to work and just you know accomplish things get things done it doesn't want drama it doesn't necessarily need attention it just wants to like Get stuff done. So Wednesday, May 11th might be the day to do that. But again, as I mentioned, the moon all this week, regardless of what sign it's in, is going to be having some uh, potential troubles. Mm and then the moon will enter, uh, excuse me, the moon will enter Libra in the wee hours of Thursday, May 12th. Then it's immediately going to oppose Venus. It's going to oppose Jupiter. And, and when I say oppose, that means it's an, forming an opposition. And that is considered a stressful aspect as opposed to an easygoing aspect like a trine or a sextile. And then the other thing to keep in mind is all this week, we are moving towards a full moon. So this is a full moon this week coming up on uh, Sunday, May 15th. It will be that full moon in Scorpio I mentioned. It will also be a lunar eclipse. So during the week this week, energy level will be heightened overall. And also people might be a little crabby. So we maybe has some hyper crabby energy out there this week to look forward to. But again, as always, our perspective goes a long way. And if we can keep perspective and just be aware that there is this kind of uh, static in the air that all of us are feeling. Hopefully that'll help us uh, stay grounded and keep perspective and help us with uh, interacting with other people, that kind of stuff. So anyway, that's what we're coming up against this week. But again, it can you know, be, potentially be a good week, too. It just depends how you look at it. But thanks, as always, for listening. We love you. And Almy's going to take us out with a couple deep breaths. That's
1: right. Let's take a moment to take some deep breaths. Get yourself in a nice, comfortable position. Sort of ah, stretch it out. And let's close our eyes, and very slowly, we'll take a long, slow, deep breath in, and a slow, deep breath out, and one more, deep breath in, and deep breath out, deep breath in, and deep breath out. and release any tension in your body, in your jaw, your forehead, your shoulders. Shake it out. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. You can find us on Instagram at Something About Astrology. And until then, we'll talk to you again soon.